Does it look good already? Okay. Jumbo Scampi for limited. Balls for a price that will make you. Are you troubled by strange noises in the middle of the night? Do you experience feelings of dread in your basement or attic? Have you or your family ever seen a spook, specter, or ghost? If the answer is yes, then don't wait another minute. Pick up the phone and call the professionals. Banana, Banana laser. laser. A courteous and efficient staff is on call 24 hours a day to serve all your supernatural elimination needs. Banana, Banana laser. laser. We're, We're ready, ready to believe, believe you. about a nine on the tension scale rube what's up fuckers welcome to banana laser the podcast that has to be peeled to be believed my name is matt wazell if you're nasty and with me as always is the guy that if you're playing a drinking game right now you need to take a drink when he says the word whacked dave z what the fuck is up dave z Hey, yo, what's going on? Who's going to get fucking whacked first, bitches? <laughs> drink, drink, yep, drink. Yep, let's go. Here. I'm off to the races myself, guys. <laughs> yep. What's up, brother? How are you? I am great. Uh, it's good to be back in the Laser Lounge, as usual. Yes, sir. Yep. Yep, and uh, this time, guys, we're we're bringing you uh, something a little different. Uh, you know, we've done it before, but we're bringing back our unholy trinity, uh, a real one this time, not just an excuse to do a, a Friday <laughs> retrospective. But <laughs> right. we're, we're doing uh, our unholy trinity of horror comedies. Yes, and uh, like them, love them, uh, hate them. You know, don't care about them. We're doing it, so it's coming. <laughs> yeah, right on. It's fucking coming, all right. <laughs> oh, sorry. Wait, what? <laughs> Is that your phone? <laughs> <laughs> it used to be my fucking my ring. Right, now it's Exorcist. I, I flip around. Oh, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> all the time. Every, every text I get is fucking horror-related. Every freaking ringer I have. Yeah, I'm a fucking whack job. You're, you're a freak. Hey, you said it. You said whack. That's close enough. <laughs> get in there, kids. <laughs> take Take a drink. Yeah, I um I actually had uh you know that that screenshot of of the Captain Howdy uh from the Exorcist uh on oh, my phone. Uh <laughs> so every time I got a phone call, that picture would pop up. And so uh it was always kind of freaky to have that because that that image is I think it's it's portrayed by a woman, but it's just so fast in the movie. It just you know, it's kind of like, what, did I just see something, you know? And so when you're, yeah. like, staring at it, you know, for longer than half a second, it's kind of creepy. Definitely. It's sweet. It's a woman? I never knew that. Yeah, yeah, it's a chick with, uh, wow. you know, all that freaky makeup and, yeah. and, you know, weird teeth and stuff. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. No shit. Yeah, Captain Howdy. I don't know. Wow. Huh? I thought I knew everything there was to know about the exorcist, and wow, you just... You just got me. That's good stuff. <laughs> That's probably the only trivia I know about The Exorcist. <laughs> yeah, well, have you ever watched the uh, the freaking commentary? No. 
Not on that foot. Uh-uh. Well, I had because as much as I love the movie, I had to. And yeah. let me tell you, it's unfortunately it's it's very boring. It's very play by play, and it's the director. It's, it's William Friedkin there, yeah. but it's just yeah. Don't don't bother. It's you and I could make it a much more entertaining. Just given the information, if we knew what he knew, it it, it doesn't matter. He doesn't give us any information. He just talks about the scene. Yeah, well, this is the scene where uh, where this happens, you know, and oh, look, yeah. this is happening. Oh, those are, those are terrible. Yeah, well, you know, not everyone's really meant for that mm-hmm. type of you yeah, know. Not everybody true. can be can do a podcast. We're, we're, <laughs> we can do what we can do. We, we certainly can't direct like fucking that man can. So whatever. Yeah, you know? no, no, because he, yeah, he's a great director. And speaking of commentaries, though, you just listened to the Lords of Salem uh, commentary. Now, I think. Uh, I, his previous commentaries are pretty awesome. Uh, did you listen to that? I only listened to a a, a, a small bit of it. Mm-hmm. That I only watched the first forty minutes of Lords of Salem, and then I I couldn't give it my complete attention, so I did not want to finish it. I, I, that's a movie I want to watch when I'm wide awake and I can really get into the atmosphere of it. It was really late at night. I had already watched a couple Friday the Thirteenth back to back. And I said, you know, I'm going to stop right now. And then <laughs> shortly mm-hmm. after, um, I was sitting around, I was doing a little work in my living room, but I put it on just to listen to the commentaries I was working. And I heard about 15 minutes of it, and, and unfortunately that was it. Mm-hmm. Then, then then I said, you know what, once again, I want to give this my full attention. So I stopped. And my wife's already seen it with me. So, mm-hmm. And actually, she liked it. How about that? Oh, really? Huh. Yeah, she liked it better. She didn't like House of a Thousand Corpses. Did not like it. Yeah, me uh, neither. Wasn't really into Devil's Rejects. Uh, really? Huh. Could give or take the Halloweens. But yeah. um, this one, she actually was like, oh, yeah. She was like, that's not bad. That was her. I was like, hey, okay, sweet. So, huh. yeah. That's good. Uh, yeah, um, I, I do love, even though I might not like some of his movies, I do love uh, just... Uh, you know Rob Zombie in interviews, his commentary. He's just a really interesting guy. You could tell he's super intelligent. You know, uh, intellectual kind of dude. So that that kind of stuff is always entertaining for me. Yeah, same here. And he talks like he's one of us. Like he, yeah, he talks like you know what I mean. He's like, oh well. I remember listening to the one he was talking. He was actually bitching about how much it costs for like oh, and this this flannel shirt here cost us two hundred dollars. That's what they charge us for. And he was like, you know. You know, basically bitching about it, saying, "Well, you know, they they the studio completely overcharges everything, and mm-hmm. you know, this shit like that." He was just talking about in the House of a Thousand Corpses I watched, and he talked about everything, and it was just uh, he was very down to earth and intelligent at the same time, but just you know, he's the kind of guy that you actually could consider. Not that it, it would happen, but he would be a good person to interview. You know, like he's a cat you could sit on a show like this and we could interview him, and it, it would be uh. You know, like like shooting the shit with them. It, you wouldn't. He wouldn't be so. Uh, you yep. know. Yeah. I don't know. What the word so I'm let's get to it. Here's our first interview. Uh, Rob Zombie, you're on with Banana Laser. Sweet. Oh wait, wait, he's not <laughs> there. Unholy, just like you. <laughs> yeah. Unholy. Sorry. Sweet. I don't have to drop the music in now. There we go. So yeah. <laughs> Perfect segue. Let's fucking get into this unholy trinity of horror comedies. Uh, And I will start it off. If you guys don't know what this is, uh, we take 
an idea. This time it's horror comedies. And then we pick our top three favorites. And then we list them from the bottom up. And and we talk about them. And then we make fun of each other for picking stupid shit. And that's about it. And it's just a fun conversation. So I'll I'll start it off. Uh, Top three horror comedies. And... uh, These are also let me just say these are our favorites. These don't mean necessarily like a, you know technically good movies or anything like that. It's just what we enjoy personally. So um, my number three is from 1989, starring Tom Hanks, and that's The Burbs. Um, <laughs> that that one didn't occur to you. <laughs> No, it did not occur to me. And as soon as you said 1989, I was already thrown off. Oh, really? And I knew the years of the movies I was looking at. And, mm-hmm. You know, I, wow. I, I love this movie. I mean, one, I'm, I'm a huge fan of of Tom Hanks uh, in, in his – well, I'm a huge fan of him regardless. But when he right. was doing his uh, – the first probably 10 or 12 years of his movie career, and, and they were pretty much all comedies – Right, I, I loved I loved the majority of those movies, and the Burbs really stuck out because I already had an affection to horror movies, of course. And this one, it's definitely a comedy first, and uh, and, and all the horror elements come in second. But to me, that's what made it fun. If it was just a normal comedy about a, a neighborhood cul-de-sac and, and weird neighbors and stuff like that, it wouldn't be as good. But they <clears throat> made the uh, the incoming neighbors very frightening, um, you know, mysterious uh, foreigners, which is always scary. Uh, sorry, <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and and so I mean, it's definitely a comedy first, but this is one of those movies where I had, you know, I I, I taped. I taped it off like HBO or Showtime or something, and I just wore this wore it out because uh, to me it worked on every level. It's got um, the actors in it are great. Like I said, Tom Hanks is brilliant. It's got uh, Princess Leia. You know, I really? mean, come on, yeah, Car- she, Carrie Fisher's in uh-huh. there. Yeah, she's his is, wife. Yeah, she's the wife. Oh yep. no, shit. She's his wife. Uh, I think the real. It's got Corey Feldman. Really, Feldman too? Yeah, dude. What the <laughs> Feldman's fuck? in it. Yeah, it's a great flick. Uh, it's directed by Joe Dante, who did right. um, yeah he did Gremlins and you know uh, uh, what's that what's that movie with John Goodman that he did fuck where is John it Goodman. yeah fuck it's about a movie theater that John Goodman's running I'll think of it later it's fuck um, anyways and Bruce Dern and I had never I had no idea who Bruce Dern was he's he's a uh, a classic actor he has a huge body of work but he and i've never even seen him in anything else and i don't even know if he's done comedies before but he was just hilarious in this movie because he plays like a, a super militant kind of guy and so <laughs> when they decide to wage war against their neighbors you know he brings in all these fucking uh army techniques and fucking equipment and all that it's just hilarious i just loved it love that movie I actually haven't seen it in a long time, uh, but it's one that always stuck with me um, when I was, uh, you know, younger. And so, um, yeah, it's definitely, definitely one of my favorites for a horror comedy. Now, have you seen this movie? I guess you haven't. 
No, I can't front. I fuck. I have not. Okay. I, I wish I did. I really. And I'm actually. It's going right in the, in the the Netflix queue when we finish recording because I've heard people talk about it, and I just thought it was a comedy. It, and it, that's that's why I was going to ask you. It basically is a comedy, but um, I wouldn't say there's any horror in it. But uh, the the plot of it is like. It's it takes place on this cul-de-sac. You got a bunch of neighbors, and then one day, uh, this family of like three dudes, you know, uh, moves in, and then all of a sudden, another neighbor mysteriously disappears. And so, <laughs> these neighbors are all watching everybody every day and all this stuff. And so they just piece together that well, they kidnapped him or killed him or something like that so they just start spying on these neighbors constantly because they're they're foreign and you know they're strange and, and all this stuff so yeah no it, shit it, yeah yeah mm-hmm. hilarious flick hilarious wow well, i'm very curious son of a bitch i, I wish i would have seen it because I, I know this this is a movie that a lot of people talk about and it's from the 80s and it's i i you know, I don't watch too many comedies nowadays. Yeah. Too many modern comedies. I'll watch a few when they're recommended and they're hit or miss. But usually something from the eighties, I'll I'll give it a chance. Or especially growing up when I grew up with HBO and all that shit and you know, being a TV child as I was, I I was, you know, I witnessed a lot of comedies. I witnessed a ton mm-hmm. of it. Um I wish I would have seen the burps because I've heard a lot of people talk about it. Uh yeah. But I never, I never sat down and watched it, and I don't know why. It was just one that eluded me, and it's like a black comedy, so that's yeah. definitely mm-hmm. that's something I'd be into. Have you ever seen Neighbors with John Belushi that's, and Dan? That's Aykroyd? what I thought of whenever I was I was saying that. Um, uh, and, and no, I haven't seen that, but that's the movie I thought of at the beginning when I was saying, well, it's just if it didn't have kind of this horror element, I think it would be more like that movie. That's what I was thinking of. Gotcha. Because mm-hmm. that's some people call that a dark comedy, and mm-hmm. there is some strange things going on. But to me, it's just comedy. Yeah. But but whatever. And that's one of my all time favorite comedies. So, it, it, but just certain, but but the Burbs, it it does have like a cult following. Mm-hmm. There is a lot of people that are into this, and there's probably a lot of people listening that that are going to be glad that you chose it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you there's know? it's definitely not a scary movie at all. It's never scary. I mean, it plays upon that, you know, but. Yeah, it's never really scary. Uh, and um, this movie also has, uh, be- because a couple of the neighbors are speculating on, on, on what these new neighbors are are up to, and and one of them throws out the theory that they're Satanists or cultists of of some kind, and and they he starts doing this chant. Uh, that they might be doing in their home. And I repeat this chant <laughs> to this day. I, <laughs> I, I do it at work all the time. Not when I'm frustrated, just to like, you know, <laughs> just just to be funny. But it, it goes, I want to kill everyone. Satan is good. Satan is my pal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's always good to, 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 to be walking past somebody at work and be chanting that. It really throws them off. <laughs> that's fucking funny yeah wow son of a bitch I, I wish i would have seen it because I, I would have been a better candidate for for the segment right now but oh, that's I, all good i you mean turn me on to it exactly that's and, yeah that's that's a 
that's a good point about it because now maybe you watch it. I mean, you'll probably hate it. You know, who knows? <laughs> no, I don't know. A comedy from the and Tom Hanks. Yeah, and I liked all of Tom Hanks' early comedies. I mm-hmm. even liked fucking Bosom Buddies if you can remember that. Oh show. yeah, sure. I thought okay. you were going to say the man with one red shoe. Never saw it. That yeah. was kind of dramatic, wasn't it? I, I don't know. I wrong? really don't remember that movie. I didn't oh, okay. <laughs> I say that all the time at work, and no one knows what the fuck I'm talking about. And the reason I say it is because on the roulette wheel, because I work in the casino, uh, when the number, uh, you know how everything, I don't know if you know, but casino roulette wheel, there's red and there's black, and then yeah. there's numbers from 1 to 36, and then 0 and double zero. Well, when you call your game, Let's say, you know, I'll say 13, of course. When 13 comes up, if I spin the ball and 13 drops in the thing, a professional dealer will take the marker, put it on number 13, and he'll say 13 black odd Mm -hmm. because it's an odd number, the color is black, and 13 is the number that came up. Those are different bets that you could make on it, okay? Well, anyway, not everyone says odd or even. That's a little extreme, but some, you know, but usually you'll say 13 black or whatever, okay? Mm -hmm. So it comes up. Well, when one comes up, one is red. So it comes in, and you put the thing on there, and you say one red. And I always say the man with one red shoe. So one red, you know, it's just, it's just one of the things that do at work. <laughs> you know? Oh, that's funny. <laughs> I don't know if anybody catches on to it, but what the fuck? I'm, I'm a freak. I see shit at work and different numbers. I'll see this is a football player's number or whatever, you I'm know? Gonna, I'm going to surprise you one day and just show up to where you work <laughs> <laughs> nice just casually nice. walk in and and go up to your table whatever you're doing and and start <laughs> and start playing <laughs> could you imagine fuck, and then hand me a card and i'll fucking get it what's this wazelle because <laughs> i might be on the where to suit that day before i'll swipe the card wait a second <laughs> not even paying attention to what i'm doing because i'm usually so fucking busy i don't know what's going on anyway mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you know what Joe Dante directed The Howling, and I. I oh, okay. See, I knew he had a lot of. Yeah, I just couldn't. He did another horror movie. It mm-hmm. just that that was the one, you know. Mm-hmm. And he did like Inner Space, I think, and something. But I can't think of the movie with uh, what's his name? John Goodman. Yeah, he did. Yeah, it's a movie. It's um, uh, uh it takes place like during the fifties, and he's a theater. <clears throat> he's a movie producer, I think, and uh, he's doing elaborate. Uh, 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 productions in the theater, you know, kind of like the Tangler, and and uh, and shit like that. It, it, oh, is it Matinee? Yes, Matinee. There you go. That's the one, yeah. huh? Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I'm pretty sure Dante did that one too. Never saw it, but the title. Okay, all right. No shit. You know what else he did? Two Masters of Horror, and they were both pretty good. I no have shit. not seen those. Yeah. Now they're go- uh, yeah, that's right. You told me on an earlier show mm-hmm. you never saw Masters of Horror. Yeah. Well, he did two of them. Uh, the Screw Fight, the Screw Fly, blah. Okay. <laughs> the Screw Fly Solution and Homecoming. And the Screw Fly Solution was cool. And fuck, you know who was in it? It was Jason Priestley. Was the, oh, uh, really? <laughs> was the star there. But it was cool. It was all about um, differences between men and women. And men went on this killing rampage, or women did. I forgot exactly, but it was good. And Homecoming was actually very political. It was about the zombies. This is actually cool. It was zombies coming uh, that were killed in the recent wars, and they were come. They were rising from the dead <laughs> to huh. put in their votes 
against the fucking current president. So at, at the time, <laughs> that's at heavy. the time, right? It was George Bush at the time, and oh, you know there was God, a lot of war really? going on. Oh, shit. Yes, so people that were killed in, in the Gulf War or in Afghanistan and everything else were fucking rising from the grave zombies to come in and fucking vote the president that wage wars out of office. Yeah. <laughs> Who would have thought that would be in a zombie movie, but yeah. Wow. But it it, <laughs> it was all serious, right? It wasn't played funny because it sounds like it, you could take it real goofy. Well, it's kind of, it's a little bit satirical, of yeah. course. Well, but yeah, but. Yeah, I, I would say it was, Masters of Horror, they were they were pretty much serious. Yeah, you know? yeah. Kind of like Tales from the Crypt. You know Tales from the Crypt? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some of them were a little bit campy. Maybe you could say that about Homecoming, but, you know. It isn't. It isn't. Sit back and fucking ha ha. I'll tell you that. You know, it's, especially subject matter of that. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. I'll have to check that out. But um, I'm I'm renting the damn burbs. That's a fact because you know, I've heard about it before. Now now you rating it this high with all these movies to choose from. Mm-hmm. It's definitely uh, you know. Well, I I tell you, I'll I'll let you peek behind the curtain here a little bit. Uh, when I made this list, when we decided to do this show, I made the list. And the first two were f- stupid easy. And it might be the ones that are on everyone's list. I don't know. But that, to me, they're stupid easy. Uh, and they're classics and deservingly so. Uh, but then the third slot was really tough. And I had probably, um, you know, 10 or not 10, maybe like eight other movies that I could just slide in there interchangeably. And it was, right. was kind of, and I finally settled on the Burbs. Um, just because uh, it's horror comedies, and this one always—I mean, it just—it definitely brings the comedy, you know. And so that's why I picked it. The other ones they have—they're—they're they're more horror and comedy second, which is probably pertains more to this list. But uh, you know, I wanted to change it up a little bit. So, right, and there's nothing wrong with that. Yep. So, uh, yeah, the Burbs number three. So, uh, Dave, why don't you uh, kick off your list, buddy? Well, I uh, I pretty much stuck with uh, horror first, comedy second, mm-hmm. um, and I also you know had a couple that were probably going to be a little too obvious. So I'm trying to actually play it off yours, where you might pick it and I might not. But number one, still number one. I'm not going to change it. So, but <laughs> but as far as three and two, they're they're interchangeable because uh, I had about you know I listed I think I listed four maybe five, you know. And one of them absolutely had to be number one, and we'll get to that when it comes. But this this I clock in at number three, and it is uh, Stuart Gordon's Reanimator. Ah, yep. See, that that was one of those ones uh, for my third pick that I was thinking about sliding in there. But uh, And I love that movie, but I am less familiar with it. I've only seen it one time. And wow. That was, yeah, and that was a couple years ago, and I loved it, but I just – I never bought it, you know, I want to buy it, I just never did, and I haven't watched it again, but, yeah, great pick, yeah, I mean, that, um, I'd love that movie, yeah, absolutely, great pick. I'm glad, I'm glad you've seen it, even if it's just once, Yeah. you know, it's mm-hmm. it's $10 at, the Blu-ray's 10 bucks at Best Buy, it has yeah, been, so I, like, need, I need to just do it, I'm gonna do it, yeah. Yeah, get on it, man, because, yeah, fuck, it's, uh, that, it, this movie, it's, I wouldn't call it, you know, it's black comedy, and it's, there's humor in it, Mm-hmm. It's not over the top, and uh, there's just so much going on. It's like situational, you know? The the situations are just uh, funny in nature just because, (laughs) 
you know, the way they play him and stuff like that. But well, the guy, the, but Herbert West, uh, isn't that his name? And the guy who plays him, oh my Jeffrey god, Combs. Dude. Oh yeah. my god, so awesome, man. He is he is fucking badass in that flick. Just his delivery of just about every line, yes. Whether or not it's intended to be comical, that's where the comedy comes in. Yes, for me. yes. There's some but, obvious comic spots, but <laughs> he's like playing it all parts. straight, though. He plays it so <laughs> straight, and, yeah. and it comes out. It comes off hilarious. Yeah, and you know, and there's sick humor later on in the movie. As the movie goes on, there's some sick things that go on, and some other shit, and some you know, some people think some of it's disturbing, but uh, his, his delivery of the lines are, are just like in the beginning they're talking about the uh, he, his girlfriend has a cat or he has the cat and the cat dies and he just moves in and they're beefing about it because they see they they end up finding that the dead cat they're looking for this cat and they find the dead cat. In his refrigerator, in, in the room he's <laughs> renting, you know. So anyway, they find it in there, and he just moved in like a few days before. And they're bitching, and, and yeah, and they're saying shit to him. And he's like, "Well, you know, you could have at least left a note." And then fuck <laughs> the way he says it. And and, and then Jeffrey Combs game. Jeffrey Combs goes, and he goes, "And come on, he goes, what would a note say? Cat dead? <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> shit like that. His delivery is just." You know, I fucking I don't remember that part, but uh, I'm a I'm a big fan of the the American version of The Office. I don't know if you ever watched that, but that that same situation happens in The Office. I just it just yeah. There's a character on there who loves cats, and she's dating one of the other guys. Well, the cat dies, and so he's just very. Uh, you know, a matter of fact and everything and, and non-emotional. <laughs> and so all he does is stick it in the freezer so it wouldn't stink up the house and he doesn't say anything to her. Oh, that's funny. But yeah. That is funny. <laughs> and then, like, then there's the other part. All hell is breaking loose. It's when they first, they first actually, re- they go to the morgue and they reanimate the first person uh-huh. because he's got the solution and he gets it in there and he talks his roommate into it as the story goes and they go in there and then fucking all hell breaks loose mm-hmm. and then uh, the, the the dean who who he's dating the yeah. dean's daughter he comes in and he gets bitten all hell is breaking loose and fucking they're trying to stop this one one of them from fucking from you know because he's tearing shit up so he's holding the freaking bone saw and like all oh, hell is breaking loose and freaking he's so calm about it and he's like Dan <laughs> and Dan's the you know, the other character and he goes. Mm-hmm. Look out, he says, real common fool. <laughs> yeah. And then he walks with the bone saw and he puts it in the fucking, the zombie's chest and fucking tears him up and, you know. And then before the girl comes, it's his wife or his girlfriend. <laughs> they know that she's on the way. She's like, Daddy, where are you? And she's coming to the morgue and he goes, damn that bitch. He's, <laughs> and it's his fucking roommate's girlfriend. Right. He's fucking calling her a bitch right in front of him. Yeah. It's, oh, it's great. and and one thing I, I fucking just really appreciate about the movie is the look of it all. I mean, it's definitely, um, you know, it, it's a low-budget movie, but, I mean, the, the colors in it yeah. are great. I mean, you know, the, the serum, you know, it's, it's that bright green color looks great. Mm-hmm. The yeah. special effects in this movie are fucking Oof. phenomenal. Phenomenal, yeah. dude. And, yep. uh, and. And you could all, all the sets are like seem like really small and stuff like that, but it's just the way it's all lit and stuff. It's like it's just perfect for the movie. I think it all works out great. Yeah. I think that mm-hmm. the the opening right off the bat, it's great. The music they play, even yeah, though it's, the music, it's a psycho yeah. ripoff, and yeah. The clothes, but 
The thing is, it's a ripoff, but it's actually, this movie is just full. It's a big homage to mm -hmm. many different movies. And that was the, the guy that scored it. That was his intent. You know, because mm -hmm. it was so blatant. And they did all kinds of homages right through the movie. And it, it's just full of them. And it, the more knowledgeable you are about the genre, the more you pick up on as you watch it. Yeah. But you know, that's just one of the things about it. But it looks good. And the music throughout the whole movie, it, it wouldn't be the same without the music. The music, like so many great horror movies, it, it, it's, it's a key element to it. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. The acting is great. Uh, they're all great. Dean Cain, or whatever. Fucking... Uh, the, the Dr. Hill, that fucking guy. Oh, man. They're, they're just... They all perform great. And, you know, this movie, there's no, there's not a dull moment in it. It starts, it's, it's like, it only... It's very fast-paced, like, yeah. Yes, it's very fast-paced. It comes right in and boom, boom, boom. It's almost just one thing after another. And then, fucking, it just gets out of hand. The gore is out of fucking hand. And the comedy, you know, it's, <laughs> it's just... It's just played so well the way the way it, it's in there. Like when he puts he cuts off the fucking the dean's head and then he's trying to stand it up straight and he takes it and he puts it on one of them fuck. What are those things called? Uh, letter. Uh, what are those things called? The people they stick up straight and people slam their letters through it. Letter puncher or letter. Uh, you know what I'm talking about. Right? <laughs> it's those things that they have in offices and it's like a a, a hole big punch. Deal. What? I don't Not know. Not a hole punch. It's like a thing that people take like letters and they slam them down on, like pieces of paper, like a paper uh, fucking stamper. I, I, I don't know. Bottom line, oh, is, a notary. No, not a notary. It's like a big fucking needle that sticks straight up. Not, uh, not a oh, uh, uh, a spike of some kind. Okay, it's like a metal spike with, yeah. with a base on it, and people. I think they're called letter punchers or letter something. I don't work in a fucking office, so I don't know. But <laughs> he's trying to stand the head up straight on this oh, thing. Oh, okay, it, yeah. Now he, I remember that part. Yep. He grabs the fucking thing and puts it in there, and he just slams the fucking neck onto mm -hmm. it so it stands up straight. Have you and, seen uh, Have you seen uh, any of the sequels? Because I yes, I've seen, I've seen them all. Yeah. Oh, okay. All yeah, okay. I actually liked uh, Bride. Because mm -hmm. it came not too long after, so mm -hmm. it was still when I was running a lot of horror movies. I was still kind of young, and then I I blind bought Beyond. Uh, eh, I don't know. And that it one, was, it takes place in prison or something like that. It does start off in prison. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And um, I haven't. Seen it wasn't it. bad. It wasn't bad. Uh, Bride wasn't bad either. It was bloody as shit. Mm -hmm. You know, didn't have the same amount of gore, but it was actually a good follow up. You know, but this, you know, this is a whole other thing. It's it's all downhill from this because it's just fucking, you know, great gore, fucking great story. All this shit later with the headless, the headless corpse running around. That's where the comedy comes yeah. into. Yeah. You know, that thing's running around and he's, he's fucking the guy, the guy's talking shit to him. And Herbert West says, he goes, who's going to believe a talking head? He tells him, <laughs> Let's get a job in a sideshow. Great, great poster. I mean, uh, uh, yes. the, the one that's got got Doctor West sitting there w with the head on the desk, and then the, you can kind of make out the body, you know, behind him, like reaching out towards him. I love that poster. <laughs> it's yeah. Funny. And how about when the head is fucking doing its own thing and it's controlling its body, and it it, it gets in that sex scene with Barbara Crampton? <laughs> that oh, shit is yeah, <laughs> just fucking whacked, big time. <laughs> yeah, you actually see a head giving head. <laughs> it's literal in that movie. It's the only one the that I can think of. <laughs> the head. That just made me think of uh uh shit. I hate the tangent, but that just made me think of uh 
because I was watching Beavis and Butthead last week. <laughs> and around that same time, you know, uh, MTV started doing a lot of animation shows. And there was the one, head. the one called The Head. Yeah. Did yeah. you see that? <laughs> that big fucking head. Yeah. He had, he had like a guy that lived in there or some shit. I always loved that show. I wonder if they, they probably don't have that on DVD or anything. Maybe it could find that somewhere. Huh. I'd like to check we'll it out. We'll have to look around. But yes, that, that, I forgot about that show. Yeah. That somebody head. send me a link to that, please. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> hmm. Maybe it's on YouTube or something. I don't know. Fuck. <clears throat> it might be. It might be. Mm-hmm. It's fucking. We'll have to check that out. That's fun. But yeah, but uh, you know, if you haven't seen this movie, check it out because it's uh, it's got everything. It's got gore and it's got a, it's got some humor in it. And, and really, the acting is pretty good. You know, yeah. it, pretty oh, much yeah. everybody in it, it does a pretty good job. And it's a nice, you know, it's a nice fast paced movie. And uh, you get to see some pretty fucking good gore in it too. Yeah, yeah, the gore is pretty ridiculous. And yeah, just just watch the opening scene. And if you're not settled, or if you're if you're not satisfied with that, then turn it off because that that opening scene is just like a fucking rocket taking off. And it's like, oh shit, this is what I'm in for. Great. insightful, thought-provoking, and delivered by somebody who's trained to critically dissect every aspect of a motion picture without ever having to use obscenities. Then you've got the wrong f***ing show. Kruger Nation Horror Podcast is ready to feed your slasher movie and exploitation needs. There'll be more blood, expletives, and titties than you can shake your grandma's beetle flaps at. Visit www.kruegernation.com. Oh, good God! A butthole casserole! Medical office. Hello? Yes? Can I get, uh, laser treatment? I'm sorry? Laser treatment. Yes. Right. I got hemorrhoids bad. Yes. My ass is killing me. I need help. When would you like to come in, sir? As soon as possible. Can you come in this evening? Do these doctors, are they reputable? Yes, they are. Oh, this is tearing the ass out of me. Sir, can you please use the proper terminology? But I'm dying over here. Let's move down the list and go to my number two in our unholy trinity of horror comedies. 
And that is Return of the Living Dead. Maybe it's obvious. I don't know, but fuck this this movie. I I don't I, even if it wasn't a horror comedy list. I this movie is probably in, definitely in my top ten of horror movies. Uh, I, this movie is so much fun. It's retarded to me uh, from the opening shot all the way to the end. Um, <clears throat> it. Uh, <laughs> It's just it's just a fucking fun ride. The characters are yeah. so great, uh, especially the two the uh, basically the three guys that work in the uh, um, in the morgue or whatever, uh, and, and their whole banter back and forth. The boss yeah. and the two uh, yes. the two workers, the older guy and the younger guy. I can't remember yep. anybody's fucking names, but that fucking those guys should have been on a sitcom. And had their right? own fucking sitcom because their shit is hilarious. Their whole banter back and forth is fucking gold. And and then on top of that, this movie injects so much life into a subgenre that is the zombie genre, and it, it's it's ridiculous. Because I mean, I don't know if people realize it, but this is really the first time you get running zombies. You get. Um, uh, talking zombies, <laughs> you know, you get the whole, yep. br- you hit, get the whole zombies wanting to eat brains and stuff like that. It's like they took Romero's vision with this shit and they added elements to it. You know, they paid homage to him. Uh, obviously, you know, they, they talked about his movie right at the beginning and, yep. and said that basically it was a true story and it's based on this trioxin and all this shit. Uh, but it, it's done, it's done so well. Um, I just fucking love it, and and maybe it's obvious. It might be on your list. I don't know, but uh, what do you think about this flick, Dave? Oh, I love it. Okay, and good. I'm glad you picked it because now I don't have to. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it's, fine. Yeah. You know, I, I have revolving flicks on this shit, so yeah, I they're all it, great. It's a. I think this is a queer choice. Uh, oh fuck. <clears throat> um, yeah, I mean, if nothing else, just point to the scene that it lasts about 45 seconds where the paramedics get killed and then the, the zombie gets on the fucking uh, the CB, <laughs> send more paramedics. You know, that, yeah. like, dude, that is so good. I mean, uh, <laughs> you know, and at the time, it's funny how, how, how they take the genre and change it. You know, like I said, they're they're talking zombies, you know, and all this stuff. Right. And, and whereas nowadays, if you want to take a classic kind of genre and change it that much, it, you might get a lot of backlash and stuff like that. But this movie is just done so well, and I, you know, I it didn't pay attention to that to me. It all made sense in this world, and yeah, it's it's fucking great. You got you got demon in there. I think I think demon. <laughs> I don't know his real name, but. Uh, oh yeah, M- Miguel Miguel Nunez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I th- yeah he, great. he did this movie, I think, before Friday Five. I don't know, but uh, right around the same time, they they both came out in '85. So it's hard ah, to say. okay. Well, either way, he definitely stands out. And then you got uh, uh fucking Jesus. Uh, <laughs> uh, what's her name? The chick- oh, don't get me started. When they quickly, yeah, when they quickly, when she delivers wow. that line where. <laughs> Uh, and I'm going to butcher this, but she's like, uh, you know, where she talks about 
have you ever thought about what it might be like to die violently i mean that she's so like deadpan in it and but it's fucking great i fucking love it it's great because everything that comes out of her mouth in the first like half hour she delivers it a certain way Mm -hmm. and she's like uh that's great (laughs) yeah exactly you know she's like about what it's like to die and she talks but then after the shit hits the fan and they get rained down by the shit after they freaking do the burning and the rain and they all get infested and all hell breaks loose then she's in the back seat of the car fucking stark naked and yeah. her whole tone changes and you see the the real person that she is it's it's really funny to see the transition because she's so fucking into character in the first half when she's doing all that shit you know mm-hmm. and oh fuck don't get me started on the fucking that whole dancing scene oh yeah oh. so hot so hot. Her body was fucking perfect at that time. I mean, she's so small. She's short. Her tits are huge. She got a, just enough of a handful of ass. And she just, the way she acts in that movie. Like, when I watch that now, I'm like, man, I wish if I was young, I would have known a chick just like that. I would have <laughs> fucking, seriously. Because, you know, they're teenagers. I'm like, man, could, what a girl to know that would be. She gets all fucking crazy and you know, that, that, that famous scene where she just takes off all her clothes and dances naked on that on the fucking top of those graves and wow. Oh yeah. That's that's just tremendous. I mean that's that's got little to do with the movie itself. There's just so many great things about the movie. From the the opening minute, it's it's great. Yeah. You know? I I think uh if I remember correctly, um the opening shot is like it it, it says flat out everything that happens in this movie is, is fact, you know, <laughs> and it's like <laughs> you just look at the box cover and be like, no, it's not, <laughs> you know, like it's got a zombie spray painting on a tombstone. It's like, no, this this isn't real. Right. right. Uh, <laughs> it's great, though. And all the actors are great. Like you oh, said, yeah. fucking Clue Gallagher. He plays uh, a Bert. In, oh, um, Bert. Yeah. Oh. Dude. But I'll tell you. He's great. He is great. But I think James Karen, the guy that plays the fucking guy Frank, the the boss, not the boss, but the, the manager or whatever, uh-huh. I think he steals the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he's the best of all three of them. They're all great. Tom Matthews is great as um, Tommy uh, Jarvis. Freddy. Yeah, right. Tommy Jarvis is <laughs> Freddy, is actually his name. Yeah. And, but it's fucking. They're, like you said about their banter, oh, it's great. Like, right off the bat, everything that happens, and just even before Bert gets there, when they first get possessed, not possessed, but like when he first hits the thing, what are you talking about? He goes, this is from the fucking, the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers. <laughs> and, and he boom. steps on it, and then the fucking shit comes out. Yeah. <laughs> but James Garen, after they come to and all that shit goes on, and later on when he starts vomiting, he's so violent with his fucking vomiting. It's fucking so animated and it's comical. Oh, God. He runs. Oh, oh, oh. Like, <laughs> to hear someone puke that way. I, I never thought I'd be laughing at somebody fucking puking. Mm-hmm. But when that guy acts in that manner, it's just so over the top. <laughs> and the shit that he's fucking, you know, God. Really, I, I, I could gush over it myself. You yeah. picked it. I'm fucking, I feel the same way because... You know, right after that happens in the opening credits and the music that comes on, and then the fucking, and you see that the, yeah, the first great one. soundtrack. Oh man! And then you see that one that becomes Tar Man later, but it kicks off the mm-hmm. whole thing. You see like the um, the air hitting it and like the face like 
melting, yeah, so to melting speak. Melting away or something, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. It's great. And the, the best parts, though, I really prefer the first, like, 45 minutes of this movie till, to, to, the, to the second half. I love everything that leads up when it's just mm-hmm. the three of them. And then when they go to the, uh, the embalmers, all that shit to me, and, and, you know, just going to the kids a little bit back and forth, I love that shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's out of control. And they see about when they fucking first come out of it and they hear their barking. Oh, my God. And they see it's the split dog. <laughs> James Carrot Frank, his fucking reaction, he grabs a crutch, he starts beating on a fucking split dog. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. That's, it, the whole movie front to back is just fucking... Uh, utter brilliance to me. And have you seen uh, have you seen the the documentary about uh, this movie and the entire uh, uh, living Return of the Living Dead series, the More Brains documentary? You're the fucking dog again. <laughs> We're talking about the split dog. The uh, fucking dog's barking again. <laughs> fucking Pete, what are you doing? Oh Seriously, God. they're trained to hear fucking when you say food or dog or do this, they fucking go crazy. Yep, like right now. <laughs> yeah, like every time they fucking won't do the knock when I ask them. Uh, yeah, that's the problem with these fucking dogs in this laser round. When you want them to do something for show, they won't do it. Any other time, as soon as the fucking mics are off, uh, you'll do that and they'll start going crazy. <laughs> but, <laughs> but he's oh, like, shit. watch your mouth, buddy, if you like this job. Like this job! Yeah. He says, <laughs> Just... It's fucking great. Just great. I, can, I, I think this is one of those <laughs> movies where I could watch like twice in a row kind of thing. And I think I've done that. I think I've I played it and then just just hit play again. It's like, well, okay, what else am I doing? This was great. Let's watch it again. Uh, definitely. Great movie. But at the same time, uh, the special effects, you know, just look great. Every, you know, not, not every one of the zombies, but, you know, the main zombies and stuff like that, they fucking they got a great look. Uh, there's some really great gore and stuff in this movie, so... Oh, man, yes. How about the one that talks when they have her and she's cut yeah. in half? Yeah, that that oh. iconic scene right there, just iconic, yeah. It's fucking great. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that's some great shit. And what what's cool about this movie is it's one of the few zombie movies where you see a bunch of bodies actually rising from the grave. Yes, I was going to say of, that. Yeah. Right? Because and... you see it a little bit in Night of the Living Dead, a little, but I mean... We're led to believe that that happens in all the zombie movies, but you don't Never really see, see a it. lot mm-hmm. of it. And yeah. then this, this, there's actually a shot. I love this shot of uh, of uh, of you actually see like them underground, and you see like the back of one like clawing up the the, the dirt somehow, and yeah. uh, and be, be, before they actually start rising out of the grave. And then uh, it, it reminds me a lot of of Thriller and and that part in Thriller, you know? <laughs> right, right. That's <laughs> uh, true. Uh, but uh, to 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 do the ending uh, beat that they do is fucking great too. They they flash back to that fucking skeleton with eyes, which doesn't really make sense, but it works. Right? Yeah, I know. Right? Skeleton it's with great. eyes coming up, and then the fucking bam, the music kicks in. You know, do you want a party? That's fu- and then the credits start rolling. It's fucking just great. It is. Oh, it is a great. That that I tell too. you, it was that. That's the reason why I watched it again immediately. I think is because that, you get that excited? yeah, just the, it's one of those movies where it ends and you're just fucking yes, you know, you just put your fist up in the air like that was fucking awesome. Let's watch that again, <laughs> yeah. you know. And... Oh man, right? It's I tell you, 
How about that when they when that first guy comes out, that whole sequence, and they put a fucking pickaxe in its brain and then they put oh, it in yeah. its head the and like, it's still moving, and then they saw off the fucking head the, and it's still going. The like the yellow guy, the the naked yellow dude. Yeah, the fucking yeah. Him. Why why uh, is he yellow? Is that some medical thing I don't know about? I don't know. Maybe he looks kind of rubbery. That's the only uh, thing about that movie is that particular uh, that bald fucking yellow guy. He looks a little too rubbery, and mm-hmm. all his body parts do too, which are great. I mean, when they go to the other part, the whole fucking sequence with the, when he tells the fucking embalmer, he goes, uh, "Rabid weasels." That whole fucking thing. Oh yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> right. What's in the bag? <laughs> yeah, can you do me a favor, buddy? I've known you twenty five years, and then and he goes, "We need to fucking burn these rabid weasels." <laughs> rabid weasels. Oh, what a thing to say. Then he doesn't go for it. Then he goes, "Well, let me show you." And then, sure enough. It's the fucking that arm every because they chop the guy up and that's what the rabbit weasels are of course mm-hmm. it's all his different body parts but even those things they all look yellow and rubbery it's kind of funny because the other uh, the effects are really good Tarman looks fucking badass uh, oh yeah he's he's one of the most iconic zombie characters in in the horror genre definitely. Well, yeah, he's responsible straight up for fucking brain. Yeah. Oh my God, his oh, his look is brilliant. And but then it is, it uh, is. And then they kind of fucking ruined it in part two. But whatever. yeah, yeah, fuck part two. Yeah. Fuck. But this movie, y- you can do no wrong. It's uh, and you know what else I really like about how the how they get sick, how Tommy Jarvis and freaking Frank get sick, mm-hmm. and they have no blood pressure, no pulse. I love that angle. That whole situation. It's great. They, yeah. Yes, they're actually, dead. and then rigor mortis sets in on them as they're still like, yeah. you know, quote unquote alive. You know, it's very creative. You know, and, and the 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 paramedics, uh, you know, they're checking up on them, and they're just like, uh, you know, fuck. And then they kind of talk to themselves, and they're like, what What's going on? <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah. There's no pulse. It, oh, it's just so great, man. It's, it is that, great. That kind of thing. Yeah, it's never been done before, and it's so much good comedy comes out of it, and it's. It's the fucking writing, and it's the actors, man. That's where all that comedy comes in. It's written very well, and it's fucking act. They act the shit yes. out of it, especially the the two leads. You know, yes, oh, they're great. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, they fucking like you said right to start off the banter between them two, the whole thing. It, that's comedy gold, and everything else that goes on, you know, is all the horror elements are just you know because this is seriously. Only horror fans are watching this movie. People aren't going to say, let's watch a good fucking comedy. Let's watch Return of the Living Dead. No. It's, it's probably not going to happen. <laughs> no. you know. But a horror fan's going to watch this. They're going to see all the great horror elements to it, and they're going to see the fucking, you know, it's great comedy. Like me, you know, we, we, we bashed on, like, Jason Six when we were doing our show, you know, about the over-the-top comedy, and it felt it didn't belong and everything else, and they tried too hard. Certain movies you take take seriously – and you're supposed to in certain movies you're supposed to just have fun with and mm-hmm. it just fits in in this movie it you know it's it, it's all it fits in perfectly i don't know how else to put it yeah. it's just there's Absolutely. not one moment like oh there's too much comedy you don't give a fuck you just enjoy the movie because there's so much going on it's just so much fun mm-hmm. yes fun yeah that's the key word there and it yeah. actually uh uh i if I remember correctly, like I was saying that, you know, I watched that documentary or maybe it was from the commentary or something like that, but it was supposed to be more serious and like uh, 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 Freddie or Tommy Jarvis or Tom Matthews or whatever you want to call him, 
he was supposed to be a, a heroin addict or something like that, and he was trying to kick heroin. And his character what? was supposed to be, yeah, more. It was supposed to be more serious uh, and shit like that. So, wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know who injected the comedy in it, uh, but uh, I mean, I guess it was Dan O'Bannon. He wrote and directed this thing, I, I believe. No, so, he wrote. He wrote it also. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, that that's cool. I believe so. I don't know. Well, that's but, impressive. Wow, nice. Yeah, so there you go. That's my number two pick for our horror comedy, Unholy Trinity. Dave, what you got? Wow, how about that? What do I have? I'll tell you. That kind of threw me for a little bit of a loop with Return, because I was going <laughs> to pick it. But, but here's the deal. Now there's two left that I thought they were going to definitely be on your list. Well, apparently, one is not going to be. So, which one is, is, is not <laughs> I know exactly what you're thinking, too. <laughs> See, this is behind the curtains now. See, now we're right on the air, but, you know, we got nothing to hide. I'm trying to figure this out. I, I know a movie I could pick that, that's a safe pick, and I know you're not going to pick it as your number one, and I enjoy it, enjoy it as well. Mm-hmm. So, I am, yeah, I'm just going to play the safe route because I don't want to have any repeats here. And I'm going to go with uh, another movie from... Uh, Oh my gosh, this dog. My God. <laughs> it's the fucking split dog. Anyway. <laughs> 1986, this one is. And I'm going with House. Ah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and House, interestingly enough, is brought to you by the Friday the 13th people. Uh, Sean Cunningham, did he do that? Sean Cunningham produced it. Okay. Steve, Steve Miner directed it, and really? the music. Oh, is, okay. Yeah, and the music is by Manfredini. No shit, huh? And it, it stars and, the greatest American hero. I'm sorry. No. Yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing about the cast of this movie is it stars the greatest American hero, and it also stars Norm from Cheers, and it also stars Bull from Night Court. So you got fucking three people that were involved in, in three, you know, not, I wouldn't say American oh, Heroes sitcom, but yeah, yeah, you remember Bull Nightcore, the big bald fucking. But he plays like a a, a a a zombie or something. Yeah, what's his name? The fucking um, what uh, what do you call it? Big Ben is that his fucking name in this yeah, movie? The okay. uh, yeah, the freaking the guy from Vietnam that mm-hmm, was that's his, right, uh, that's right, yep. And he's yeah, he's straight zombified at the end. Yeah, yes, that, I mean, that's how I remember him. He's a, a zombie in, in fatigues or whatever. But, uh, he's Uncle sh- Sam, <laughs> <laughs> right? He was Uncle Sam before Uncle yeah, Sam. Yeah, the, the original. Right. Yeah, this is true. That is the way he looked. And uh, yeah, Big Ben. He was uh, in Vietnam with them in. Uh, most of what you see of him throughout the movie is uh, this guy Roger Cobb's flashbacks to when he was in Nam, and you know this guy was fighting alongside with them and all the shits going on, and uh, then but then at the end it's revealed that he is the freaking for whatever reason I don't know why he's involved because it was his grandmother's house to begin with, but mm-hmm. he supposedly ends up being the one behind the whole thing because he asked for mercy from his buddy who was the star of the show. When they were back in Nam, mm-hmm. he wanted him to kill him, you know, because he was going to get taken in. And he said, I'm going to try to save him. He ran off. He came back. By the time he got back, he was kidnapped and tortured, apparently, for a long time. And mm-hmm. now he's taken out his vendetta on fucking this poor bastard who was tortured through the whole fucking movie. Mm-hmm. But the thing about House is it's, it's it has humor in it, but it, it isn't like... 
it's not hokey, you know. It's, yeah. it's ex- executed the right way, and it, it's just a good haunted house story from start to finish. There's different things going on in it. The house itself, I think, looks incredible. You know. Oh yeah, yeah. I do. I do remember that. What I remember from this movie, the last time I watched it, uh, I remember it being like uneven tonal wise, because like it would be scary one second, and then like really goofy. I thought. You know, I can't remember specifics, but, you know, like, uh, he'd be, yeah, what, was there some kind of creature chasing him at one point? I can't remember, but it was, like, somewhat goofy, and, and to me, it was, like, it was a little uneven, uh, but I, I enjoyed it, um, you know, and didn't it end with, like, him going through a mirror into, like, some, some other realm or something like that and fighting some kind of demon? Well, a lot of oh. things are going on with yeah. mirrors yeah, okay, or with okay. going into another realm or things coming out of the realm. But it, it really got crazy towards the end. But prior to that, you know, you just see the guy, he gets to the house, and at the very beginning is great because this woman commits suicide. And okay. she walks up, and some guy comes to deliver some groceries or whatever. And, he, you know, I guess he comes in the house normally, and he can't see her or find her or whatever. This is old lady goes upstairs. And freaking he sees her freaking corpse swinging from her bedroom. You know, mm-hmm. this woman hung herself. And then uh, this guy inherits the house. And then uh, he gets over there and we find out that he's divorced. And uh, his wife, oh, his ex-wife is so hot. Holy shit. So he's married, he has his hot ex-wife and, and she's uh, in Hollywood and shit. She's like an actress. And he, he is a, a writer, a horror novelist. And uh, he's trying to write his first book outside of horror about Vietnam. And like he's in the beginning, that's where you see some of the comedy, the crowd that lines up for him and some of the things they say when they're coming to his book signing. It's that type of comedy. It's Mm -hmm. just like some weird people and shit like that. But then he gets in and and actual horror starts because right off the bat he sees the guy showing the house around he's showing him the house because the, uh, this the realtor wants him to sell the house you know that's his whole angle mm-hmm. and he flashes back about a year before or something like that he was there helping his aunt around the around the house and he was clipping some things outside and his wife was in the house and his little boy was next to him and the next thing you know he's like this little you know six seven eight year old boy next thing you know he turns around because he was in the backyard with him and he's gone then he sees a car pull off he doesn't know if it's that he's running around he's like where's the kid he sees his wife in, in the hallway, because they're still married at the time, it's a flashback. Have you seen him? No, I thought he was with you. Then she runs it. He sees him in the pool. Jumps in the pool to get him because the kid's drowning. Then he can't find him in the pool anyway. The kid's gone. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, then the woman's talking about what the cops are. It's the house. It's the house that did it. And then the, the mother's getting angry. She's like, this, you're crazy. Shut up. Da, 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 da. <laughs> but anyway, basically, it's all about this poor bastard. He's had issues with Vietnam. He's lost his son kick him up missing in that house and now he has to go back to it and then you know he's divorced with this woman and all this shit's going on but the comedy elements are I don't know I, I don't think it, you were saying that it was uneven that you thought it was some over the top comedy yeah I thought so um, it just didn't you know like we uh, some of the other ones we talked about reanimator and uh, Re- return of the living dead it, right. it, it all gelled seamlessly Whereas uh-huh. it's been probably seven years since I've seen this, but uh, <clears throat> I just remember it, uh, and maybe 
fuck. I, see, I, I'm, I can't get real specific because I don't remember. It's just remember how I feel coming away from it. And that was that there would be scare, a scary scene, and then the next scene was be kind of goofy, you know, or, you know, just uh, a little too out there and, and definitely not scary. You know what I mean? So that's what, that's what I mean. It's kind of uneven like that. Well, there was a couple strange-looking things, like this one creature was at his house, and we thought it was his wife coming in and turned into this big fat yes, thing. Yes, that's and, the main part that I remember. Is that right? Is that whole part? Yep. It looked kind of silly. Yeah. But I wouldn't say. But the situation itself. No. Wasn't yeah. goofy at all. No, you're right, and I think maybe it was the look of that thing, uh, because yeah, they play it serious. Right. I think maybe it's a combination of the look. Of that, and I kind of think the music kind of took was kind of lighthearted or something. Maybe I'm no, maybe no, I'm totally no, wrong. It, no. The music was not; it was straight okay. up. Remember how we discussed? Uh, we discussed it on the other show uh, with Harry Manfredini doing uh-huh. the music uh-huh. that, with Slaughter High. It wasn't a rip of Friday the Thirteenth. Didn't sound like Slaughter High, but you can tell that it was that, that it was Harry Manfredini's okay. music and his score. It, it, it was similar to those things, but but you know it wasn't a rip like like with Slaughter High, but mm-hmm. no, it was it was definitely serious music. It was uh, it fit the situation. The music was like horror movie music, mm-hmm. and um, gee how how it's kind of put it. But some of the situations that happened and, and the way it played out, there was a little comedy uh, yeah. with having. Uh, you know what's his name? Norm from Cheers in there. He, yeah. he comes up to the thing and he he's kind of bullshitting him about. And he he opens up the door at midnight and he has all these cameras. He's trying to get a, a picture of it and he uh, you know he just meets the guy. Norm's his neighbor. Oh, it, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. He's got all that gear on, all that old army gear. And he runs out and then fucking. Then he sees Norm standing outside, and you know that's kind of played off funny. That shit and, was funny. I do remember that now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just little shit like that. One part of it was Norm was funny. George went. He yeah. had some funny parts going on. The one time when the lady shows up, and it's you think it's his ex-wife, and then it turns into that thing. Then he shoots her dead, and he looks down and he sees his fucking dead wife on the on the on the front porch. So you actually think that. The house turned his his ex wife into that. Mm-hmm. At that point, you actually think you whacked his ex wife, and then it, it, it turns out not to be true later. But at that one moment, you think it happens, and then Norm looks out his house. He you know is the next door neighbor, and he, he checks it out. He looks, and he just he hears a gunshot of a rifle or a shotgun or whatever, and he just sees the guy standing there, his neighbor, uh, <laughs> Roger Cobb, but he doesn't see his dead yeah, wife. Oh, he doesn't see what bushes. he sees. Yeah. So he doesn't know what's going on. So he calls the police. <laughs> what he says was, he goes, uh, he goes, I'd, I'd like to report a uh, uh, a suicide attempt. He said. <laughs> I just thought it was funny that he would call that in. You know, right? What a thing to say. Who calls it a suicide attempt in? You know, just, yeah. And and what did he really see too? Yeah, exactly. And then everything else happens later, and then there's some good tension with it because the cops come over and. You know the comedy. There, there's humor in it, but it, but it's played the right way, and it's there's horrific things going on. But it's a good, a good haunted house movie where you see different things. And what you were referring to earlier about the window, um, it's actually kind of cool because he goes and he sees uh, his aunt. She was a painter, and mm-hmm. she was painting all kinds of things. And then she ended up going crazy. She even appeared to him at one point in the beginning. She goes, 
this house got me and it'll get you too. It knows everything about you. It knows what you're afraid of. And then she hangs herself right in front of him and she rocks back and forth. It's actually quite scary looking. And then she disappears. It's like, ah, you know, and then, you know, he just hallucinated it, but, but did he, you know, it's one of those right. situations. Mm-hmm. And then uh, that shit starts going on. But at the end he finds a painting and in the painting, there's some weird shit going on. And you can see that it's part of her bedroom. The painting took place in it. And then he mm-hmm. moves like this, this little rag back that was covering a piece of the picture. And um, there's actually a picture of the medicine cabinet with the door opened up and where the mirror is supposed to be is a little boy trapped in the medicine cabinet mirror. And then he sees that, he goes upstairs, and it's actually kind of cool because then you, that's like an, another entrance to the other world. And right, he, and that's what yeah. I remember is he goes through that cabinet or whatever near the end of the film yeah. He, like, ties a rope to him or something like that. And he, yes. He, he pulls that boy out of there, right? Yeah, he goes into that, into the further. It's almost like what they do with, do with Insidious. He goes into that fucking other world, and he goes to look for the kid, and then this one thing flies at him, and it looks just like the fucking thing from Evil Dead 2 that, that comes at the end with uh-huh. the wings on yep. that skull thing and grabs it and flies off. And it's weird because I'm watching this, and I'm watching Reanimator. And with the hand grabbing the thing and the, and Return of the Living Dead, all these movies have hands or, or severed arms or hands grabbing somebody's neck. And then and then in House, there's another situation. Now I'm getting off topic, but I, it, it's on my head. I have to fucking say it now. <laughs> uh, that part in House in the beginning, he has like a giant fucking, not a swordfish, but a big fish on a plaque on the wall. And it keeps coming to life, and he mm-hmm. can't kill it. And that's kind of funny because he decides to shoot it and everything else, and he's trying to shoot this fucking thing. It's like, you know, a plaque on the wall of his house, and he can't stop the thing from moving. And I'm, I can't help but thinking, I'm like, holy fuck, this is just what they did in Evil Dead 2 yeah. <laughs> with, the, with the deer head and also with the hands being severed. Then I'm like, wow, Evil Dead 2 came out after all these movies. Suddenly I'm like, holy shit, Evil Dead 2 kind of lifted a lot of these things, huh. a, a lot of these similar ideas. But anyway... It's off off topic, but I was thinking about, you know, all these movies, including Evil Dead 2, as I'm doing this. So, um, but it was cool because he goes into that thing, and then he drops down there, and that thing flies up, and it looks like that thing from Evil Dead 2, and he tries to get his rifle, and I'm not even sure if he succeeds, but then he falls in the water. Long story short, he gets his son at the end of the movie, and he comes back, brings the kid back up, and then he sees the, that, big, that big Ben zombie. Yeah. And all this mm-hmm. shit, and he... I'll tell you the makeup effects on him. I remember, were yeah, phenomenal. I remember him looking very good. Yeah, yes, he was almost as good as like Jason in Part Seven. It was yeah, like, yeah, that kind of look. Yeah, yes, he was zombified and like a little bit like Uncle Sam in the face. Yeah, and, you know, <laughs> all crispy. See, right, right, exactly. You can see his chest, uh, his his ribs and shit like that, and his organs, and you know, he's this big motherfucker because that guy's big. That freaking Big Ben, <laughs> that actor, yeah, yeah, Richard Mull, and uh, you know that whole scene is scary. I mean, fucking, if you're a kid, I, I could definitely see being scared by it. No, it's not scary, but the thing, this movie, it's uh, it really has its place, and it's the, honestly, it's the perfect movie to put in on like a Saturday afternoon. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. for whatever reason, that that's the vibe it has for me. It's a it's not a movie I'd watch at night with friends. I don't think maybe depending on on, on the the setting and, and this the scenario. But a Saturday afternoon chilling out by yourself or something, this is like the perfect horror movie to watch, and it, it, it's it's fun. But anyway, back to the wife thing. After he after he gets the son, 
He comes back up and has this whole situation. He ends up defeating fucking Big Ben and, you know, all that shit goes on. But I'm leaving out a lot. But it, you it, you really should watch it again. It's actually on Netflix queue now. So Oh, really? Huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Check what about, it out. Yeah. What about House 2, The Second Story? Is that on there? House 2, um, I believe it is. I'm not 100% sure. I have not seen that one uh, in a very long time. Mm-hmm. That was but it's one- not bad. No, it's definitely different. Uh, yeah, they changed. I think it's a little more comical. Yeah, yeah, they changed setting, characters. Yeah, it's got a, uh, uh, like a zombie grandpa cowboy, and and he has a little worm creature that looks like a, a weird puppet. I don't know if you remember. Oh, that, but... fucking um, caterpillar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. I, yeah. I, that was one of those movies that was on like heavy rotation on like HBO or something like that. And I, I probably watched that like maybe five or six times. It's definitely a goof, goofy movie. Yeah, uh, it was a little more lighthearted, and I think it was PG thirteen where the original was R. Yeah, and, yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, I remember in part two they they brought in what's it because part one had Norm from Cheers. Part two fucking brought in Cliff. Yeah, and his cameo so, when he comes. Yeah, it's just brilliant. Yeah. Right, right. I haven't seen it in a while, so I can't really no, say all that know. much about it. The only knock I have on this movie, and I shouldn't, but the only knock I have on it is the end when he he saves the kid and everything else happens and this and that. And right when he comes outside the house and after he defeats the the Big Ben and whatever, um, he comes out and it just so happens to be at that time a taxi cab pulls up and it's his ex-wife. And mm. uh, so you find out that she's really glad that he really didn't kill his ex-wife, that it mm. was the house and it was fucking with them. And, and then, of course, she's happy. She's overjoyed because she sees that he found their child. Uh-huh. The son comes back. He runs in. He's in his mother's arms. And, and, and she's holding him. And it's a real happy ending in the credits roll. And I'm, you know, I'm not really a fan of that, that type of Hollywood wrap-up ending of a horror movie. Right. But that's the only knock on it. But I did leave out that there's another hot chick in it. The chick that lives next door to him. And she fucking swims in his pool. That situation is, is comical, too. Do you remember that? You fucking... No. Uh-uh. Oh, she's like a Swedish chick. And, well, you will remember this, probably. He meets the girl, and she's swimming in his pool. He's got this nice, beautiful pool. And then she talks to him, and she's real flirty with him. And at the time, he, he had already dismembered that, um, that big fat thing that he yeah. thought was his wife. <laughs> And he's trying to dispose of it, and he's trying to bury it in the backyard, and he's taking all these little bags and burying them in different parts of the backyard, and she comes up and sees them and says, oh, I'm using your pool, sorry, and this thing, because I figure we're neighbors, and so then she, she gets real flirtatious with them, flirtatious and she's hot, too. And then um, he's talking to her, and, and the hand is fucking uh, loose, and it's trying to fucking to grab his leg, and then her leg, and he had to step on it. And oh, that was actually- I do remember that. Okay. Yes, yeah, that and then was she funny. has a son. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she brings her son over out of nowhere. The next night she goes, hey, will you babysit my kid? And she just fucking kind of pawns him off on yeah, him. Yeah, exactly. That's a good parenting it, right there. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. She's going out getting fucking banged or something, you know. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> the hand somehow gets loose because a dog digs it up at one point and runs off with it. He's like, oh, fuck, the hand's gone. And then the hand, when she gets to the house, somehow comes back and it's on the back of her little boy's back. Oh, and, that's right. Yeah, Yeah, he has to sure. chase him around and he doesn't want the mother to see and all that. So to me, you know, that's the type of comedy that takes place in this movie. It's just like, you know, you kind of feel sorry for the guy, all the shit that keeps happening to him, but you're you're in on fucking everything with him, and some of the situations are comical, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, but it's, it's a, not, you know, over the top. Yeah, yeah, it's like a, 
It's like a sitcom, situational com- You know, every like uh, every like little scenario is like another episode or whatever in this guy's right. in this guy's uh, house. Yeah. Have you seen House Four? I've never seen that. No, no, I have not yeah, seen House either. Four. Yeah, I don't and know. I've only seen House Three, also known as the horror show. Yeah. A few times in the eighties. But I have not seen House 4. I think it was direct-to-DVD or maybe even fucking VHS for all I know. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, it probably was. I don't, I don't really. I never saw it, so I just, uh, <clears throat> I'm curious about it, I guess, especially yeah. since uh, these movies kind of change <laughs> settings and, and play, you know, characters and everything. Right. But this movie is a standalone film. Yep. Mm-hmm, it definitely. really is a classic. It, it's. Uh, I, I think if you watch it again, you'll take more from it this time. Yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah, probably so. So, uh, yeah, that was our top, our our bottom two, I guess, of our um, horror comedy list. So before we get into our number ones, we're going to take a quick break, and you guys listen to this. What's up, lasers? We are back from the intermission. Hope you got your hot dogs, your candies, and your sodas, because uh, we're back with our unholy trinity of horror comedies, and we are at our number one picks. And I will go my number one pick for horror comedies. I love this movie, not just for the horror element, uh, but that's what drew me into it. But the comedy is is <laughs> pretty brilliantly written, and that movie is Shaun of the Dead. <laughs> Love this movie. I cannot get enough of this fucking movie. A lot of people say it's not really horror, but um, you know, but the Burbs really wasn't horror either. Um, this uh, flick is so ridiculously well written. By Simon Pegg and Edgar Wright. Huge fan of those guys. It's just intelligence oozes off off of the script. And the the characters, I mean, come on. Nick Frost and Simon Pegg's uh rapport in the in the fucking movie is uh, just something to behold. They are fucking a comedy duo like no other. It's fucking great. Then, on top of that. When the zombie outbreak happens, they get it so spot on. It's like you know these guys have seen Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead a million times. They do uh, everything perfect uh, from the Romero uh, genre of zombies. Uh, just just perfect. They do, you know, like at the end when the guy gets ripped in half, you know, that's straight out of, you know, Day of the Dead. It's just fucking... <laughs> to me, this is a as obvious pick because I'm a huge fan of these guys. But Dave, what do you think of Shaun of the Dead? Well, I'll tell you. You hate it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, not one bit. As a matter of fact, buddy. Okay, good. You and I on fucking unholy Trinity are three for three in our top picks. <laughs> oh, okay. Yes. Yeah, it's it is fucking brilliant. I love this. 
the reason this is number one, there's many reasons, but the the first thing that comes to mind, and I just watched it again tonight. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the reason, the, the best thing I could say about it is no other movie takes comedy and horror and fucking marries them perfectly as this movie does. It's retarded. It, yeah, I mean, yes. At, <laughs> at the beginning, at the beginning, you get a lot of comedy. It's and, and all the setups. You know, there's not it's not a lot of horror, but then again, lots of horror movies are like that too. And sure. then by the time you get to the last act, it's all action horror. There's serious moments in there. I mean, yeah. And, and and for these guys to make it work is is pretty astonishing. I mean, to have all these kind of styles and genres. I mean, you know, this is a romantic comedy. It's a horror movie. It's, you know, it's got all these things in it, and it all gels so seamlessly. It's pretty great. It's fantastic. And and the best thing about it is, you know, I can't even say what the best thing about it is, but I, I, it's a perfect marriage of, of comedy and horror. It's done, it emancipates what a horror slash comedy should be. Mm-hmm. Yep. I don't think any other movie gets it right as much as this does this is like the blueprint for for a horror comedy and it, it, it strange you know because everything i like is out of the 80s not everything but you know typically you and both of us we talk a lot about the 80s movies mm-hmm. and um there's some you know newer movies this is a movie that's very recent and it fucking nailed it it, it and took me totally by surprise when i saw it i didn't know if it was gonna be good you know and I've seen it four times, you know, because I like it so much I reserve it. It's one of those movies. Mm-hmm. And, uh, fuck, I mean, they're obvious. They The way they reference night and dawn and day throughout the fucking movie. Oh, it's great. It's, uh, it's yeah. out of control. They have, it's, I was saying earlier that they have a lot of homages in, in um, the animator. Well, they do the same here. Mm-hmm. And if you're a freak of Romero, there's just fucking tons of it. I mean, it, you know, yeah, they, we're, they we're mentioned... coming to get you, Barbara. <laughs> right. Yeah. The... <laughs> right. It's great. And then the guy mentions Ash as being the fucking the guy that called in that day. Yeah. <laughs> and then Sean's in the thing, and they work at a place called Foree Electric after uh, fucking Ken Foree. Holy shit! I never caught that. See, that's oh, that's what yeah. I love about this movie is it fucking rewards you on repeat viewings because there is so many layers that these guys is so smart and in the writing they put so much stuff in here it's impossible impossible to get it all in one viewing you need to watch this three four times to kind of get all to see everything they put so much into it it's it's ridiculous it it blows me away how good it is it's so well made it's a it really is a film. It, it, the soundtrack, the the music, the cinematography, everything about this movie is top notch. The fucking the acting, the, the the writing, it really is that fine of a film. Mm-hmm. That you know, and it's strange to say considering the subject matter, considering that it's fucking zombies, and considering that there's a lot of comedy elements mixed in with it. It's almost you know redundant to say that it's such a fine made film but from where i sit it really is it's just it's a fucking excellent movie mm-hmm. you know anyone that's a fan of zombies or comedy or understands anything about the genre you, you got to see the movie it's I, just yeah. so much going on i think this is a movie 
that transcends genres because unlike Return of the Living Dead or Reanimator, yes, those are funny, but somebody who's not a horror fan is not going to watch those. I think you can show this movie to almost just any movie fan. And if you're a fan of comedies, you'll like it. If yeah, maybe if you're a romantic comedy fan, you might like it too. Because I mean, it has that whole you know plot thread storyline going on in it. Uh, yeah, I, I think you could take somebody who's just in the comedies, and the whole uh, by the time the third act is happening, they they still won't be turned off because it's so engaging. You know what I mean? So I, I think yeah, it, it transcends in that aspect. Yeah, it, it just, it really, uh, the thing that blows me away is that is how much it took me by surprise. Because, what was it, 2004, yeah, 2005? it's been about 10 years okay. ago now. Mm-hmm. At that time in the horror genre, um, this is the last thing I would have expected to come out and, and blow me away in the manner that it did. You know, that's what really floors me about it, is the, is the times that we're in, and for a movie to come along, and we've seen horror comedies, and we've seen... All this shit, you know, from Evil Dead on up. We've seen tons of this shit for years, from the mid-80s till now. For a movie to come in this day and age and say, and, and, and you know, make itself the number one for this type of genre, even mm-hmm. though it can't really be identified as a genre. I am identifying it as a, as a genre, and you and I are doing it on the show. It's a horror comedy, mm-hmm. you know? And it fucking nails it. it. It's like it's like I said before. It's the blueprint, and it's just just everything about it. I mean, the gore. I mean, that's fucking gore. That's what it is. Like if you watch another horror comedy like Dead Alive or something like that, you're gonna see some blood and you're gonna see some gore. The Toxic Avenger. And I'm not knocking those movies. They they have their place and they're fun. You know, um, the gore and the blood and shit. It isn't fucking top notch. You know, no, uh, no, the effects are definitely different. They they have a different approach with them. Let's just say, right? This fucking shows real horror movie gore, the yes. type of shit we want to see. Like, I, I mean, it's uh, it's an obvious fucking tribute, but it's beautiful. That mm-hmm. fucking part where that that twat is, I as I call him because that's what they call him through half the movie. I forget his <laughs> name. But when the twat gets ripped up at the end. It's just like fucking Captain Rhodes in yep. Day of the Dead. Yeah, choke on him. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it looks so good. The the gore and the fucking blood, it's there's nothing comical about the gore. I mean, you see movies where the gore is comical. I mean, it sounds silly to say, but there's comical gore and there's serious gore. In this movie, there's comedy moments and there's comedy situations throughout, you know, something that's an, an apocalyptic thing, but... That's what that's what's happening in the movie, but when the gore and the fucking shit yeah, goes it's on, all serious. Yeah, yes. And they they knew that going in. They knew that if they if those elements were going to work, they had to take it as seriously as possible. Uh, because if they didn't, yeah, it, it wouldn't be as good as it is. Definitely. I mean, it's fucking even the beginning. I, I love the way they play it off. While everybody's kind of a zombie already. In the beginning, you can't <laughs> yeah. tell, right? You know what I yeah, mean, right? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, and, uh, this guy's in his phone, and this these people are at work, and and these guys are doing that, and he's walking through the streets, and, and the bum. And then he, then after the zombie outbreak starts, fucking Sean, when it first happens, doesn't even realize it because he's so accustomed to people 
somewhat behaving in that manner yeah, that it, it exactly. doesn't phase him. Exactly. Yeah, he's walking through. There's dead people. You know, he's just <laughs> on his phone, whatever. He's talking. He starts talking to a zombie. He doesn't realize it. He thinks it's a bum. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It, that same guy. Right. <laughs> this. This. Uh, th- that's why this movie. The writing on this is so good. Yeah. Uh, they they set up so many things that get everything absolutely everything gets a callback. You know they set up everything. It gets called back later. Absolutely everything. There's so much crazy trivia on this movie that yeah. I, I I don't even really know where to begin to kind you know because like like you just gave me the foray thing. I had no idea about that. You know, but there's. There's just it's like they it's like he wrote this script backwards. It's like okay, I know it's going to end here. Now I need to absolutely 100% set every single thing up that's going to happen at the end, and so it it just it just plays so brilliantly. And yeah, the horror they got it right. The zombies they look great. I think this is the first movie, and there's been other movies to do it now where people pretend to be a zombie have you seen that before this i think this is the first movie to do that hmm i don't think think, so no i think this was the first time yeah i think so but now it's that's a reoccurring thing yeah Um, they did it in the walking dead they did it in zombie land right yeah if Uh, i'm not mistaken uh warm bodies which i haven't seen but i okay they played that in the trailer Um, i haven't seen that either mm -hmm. okay yeah so and that's another i mean i guess that's a horror comedy uh, that's probably, yeah, it is. that's yeah, probably, I would say, yeah. Have you seen it? No, I have oh, not okay. seen it. No. Yeah. But, um, ha- have you seen any of, uh, Edgar Wright's, uh, other movies, uh, specifically with, uh, uh, these actors in it? No, I've seen nothing. Uh, the really? only thing I've ever seen Simon Pegg in is this movie for that matter. No shit. He's, he's in all of them, right? There's hot fuzz and there's the mm-hmm. other one. And, and then he's done some other things too. He but, has, but he's absolutely 100% best when he's paired up with Edgar Wright, the director and co-writer of this movie. Uh, and, and it shows. Whenever he's not you know, with him, uh, he's funny. He's a good actor, but, the, I mean, it's, it's just lacking, you know. Uh, I recently saw um, The World's End, which just came out to, to theaters, and, and holy fuck, dude, that movie is so good. It. It, it's retarded. It, it's not a, a horror comedy. It's a comedy and kind of a sci-fi movie and stuff right. like that. And but it, it's just it's just like this movie. It's so well written and it's so smart, you know. And I just love it. Now, did you uh, did you have a problem with any of the jokes translating as far as it being um, uh, uh, from the UK? Because some people, you know the they're kind of standoffish to that kind of of humor. To me, it translated very well. I agree. I, I had no problem with the humor and it being uh, that that brand of humor. Mm-hmm. No, it worked out fine. I know the way they talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, right, right. I've seen it enough. I, I've heard it in their music. Uh, I just, yeah, it didn't really, because uh, I, I don't know if you know, you probably do. I've talked about I had issues with Stitches. When I watched that oh, movie, right. Stitches, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I had difficulty understanding what they were well, saying. Well, their dialect the was a little thicker, I think, in that movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I couldn't quite get it. But, I mean, I guess, I because honestly, most of it probably comes from being a fan of the music 
of uh, I'm a big Beatles fan and Oasis and a bunch of other bands from mm-hmm. you know the UK and I've seen interviews with them and I know how they talk and I know some of their slang and so all that shit I know like in the beginning because <laughs> my my wife laughed at it I was watching it earlier and she was in the in, she was like overhearing it I think she was cooking dinner or something I was sitting on the couch watching it and that part of the beginning where fuck what's his name Nick Frost the big yeah, guy yeah okay he says something he goes. <laughs> Uh, he goes, uh, any of you cunts want a drink or something yeah. he said, right? Can I get <laughs> any of you cunts a drink? <laughs> <laughs> Which is great. Oh, and she's like, did, she, did he just say cunt? I go, yes. I said, but that is the word. Yeah, much different over there. Yeah. They love using the word mm-hmm. cunt. Cunt to them is like like bitch to us. Yeah, yeah, you exactly. Know? Granted, it's not appropriate to say, can I buy you bitches a drink? You know, but still, that's the cunt and twat even how they call that guy a twat yeah. later on those are big words that they use I mean, and they, they call everybody a cunt guys girls it's just a fucking you know i know a guy that got fired from his job he was an english guy he was in las vegas and there was this fucking douchebag guy that he didn't like working he was on his dice crew and he came dressed up as a doctor and something happened there was something that led up to it <laughs> and the guy was dressed up as a doctor that day on Hall- it was halloween of course and um <laughs> Somebody says something to him, uh, maybe a hot chick or something, and, and the guy said to him, uh, he goes, yeah, he goes, oh, well, me, he goes, he goes, I'm Dr. Love. Well, anyway, <laughs> this guy had beef with him when he was fucking an Englishman, and he fucking, he goes, ah, he goes, you ought to call yourself Dr. Cunt, he said. <laughs> the guy lost his job as a result of Oh, it. no shit. But, I mean, yeah. <laughs> but that's just their word, and, you know, and I guess if you understand their dialect and their, you know, their humor and, and, and the words they use, you mm-hmm. know, like piss. Piss means getting drunk, you know? Right. I think oh, that I... was the only thing they changed for the American version. They changed when they said that uh, Mary in their backyard was, was drunk. I'm th- pretty, pretty sure in the British version they said pissed. But and that... they would have, and it makes yeah. sense because mm-hmm. that's the word they use, pissed. Yeah. And pissed. Yeah, which is funny because it has such a different meaning in the States. Yeah. Pissed, you <laughs> exactly. know? Yeah. Which is fu- Well, I never thought about that. They did say she was drunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They said drunk. I think that was the only one that they changed. Uh, it, yeah. But that was a good callback because you see that woman in the opening scene. Yeah, you do. Yeah. In line working with the rest of the fucking worker bees at the supermarket and she has the tag on. And then you see her and she has the same expression on her face mm-hmm. that she has. When she turns around and they first see her in the backyard as a zombie, everything you know, is called, back. which is great. Yeah, e- absolutely everything. I mean, it, yeah, and it, this has been said a million times before, but uh, Nick Frost lays out the entire plot of the movie when they're in the bar. Uh, and, <laughs> the you know, yeah, at the Winchester. Yeah, he's, he's like, you know, we'll just keep drinking. You know, we'll have a bloody Mary in the morning, and that refers to them killing Mary, and and so on and so forth. And wow, and, and yeah. So, but oh, just... you fucking blew my mind. Wow, you didn't know that. That's the one thing that's a... maybe. Well, I'm sure there's more than one, but that wow, I never thought about that. Yeah. Have a bloody Mary in the morning. No, and, and then it goes on, and he's like, uh, uh, then we'll will have a bite of the king's head or something like that, and that's supposed to allude to them going to kill Philip. Don't forget right. to kill Philip. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and then uh, uh, he says something else, and then he's like, and then he's like, he says, bang, we'll come back here for shots, which is what happens at the end. They wow. get, they get the, they come back, they get the gun. Yeah. 
That's how smart these guys are at fucking writing shit, dude. Fuck. It's insane. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That is my Holy shit. Yeah. Well, I got to go watch it again. And I even told my wife today, because she was in and out of it. She was cooking. She was doing this and that. And then she stepped down. She was fucking around with her phone, and I'm watching it. And I'm, I'm, I'm trying to convey to her some of the shit that I'm conveying on the show, saying, this is what's great about this movie. Right. They blend this, and I'm telling her. And she's on the couch. <laughs> you know? I can't help it. I'm yeah, she doesn't care. Yeah. <laughs> right, you know? Right. Exactly. But, of course, I think she does at the time, you know? But I'm gushing over the movie like I am now, and I'm like, now I gotta watch it again for for shit like that. Cause what I always catch is all the shit that they took from the, the broadcast of Night of the Living Dead. Like everything you hear on the TV, right? And everything you hear on the radio mm-hmm. is verbatim to fucking what they said in Night of the Living Dead, mm-hmm. which is fucking fantastic. Oh know? yeah, yeah. And, and how about how about the end? Did you catch when they said the the thing about the? Uh, the fucking uh, the rage and the monkeys. Yeah, yeah. They said it yeah. was not caused by yeah the, uh, the uh, monkey. Yeah, monkeys infected with a rage. Yeah. That that thing has been dismissed and she changed. That's fucking great. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's so many little nods like that to the to oh. the genre. It's great, and then they're just brilliant writers on top of it, and it's brilliantly acted by these hilarious people. Um, and also, <laughs> you know, this is a. a, a probably a comedy first but it blends the horror so well it's great but i I, this movie uh let's see the dawn of the dead remake and 28 days later all came out within the you know the the early 2000s and i i I blame these three movies for where we are with how uh uh, what do you call it um how how saturated we are with zombie movies Right, you know, ten years later, it's like those three movies came out and were fucking huge hits. All all yes. great movies. Yes. And so people were like, "Yes, more zombies. Keep making them. Let's go, zombie, 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 zombies." Right. Now everything is fucking zombies, and it's getting a little overdone. But I, you know, it, this it is this is one of the movies that contributed to the 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 subgenre uh, just fucking taking off yet again. You know what I mean? Uh, it was great, and yeah. the comedy, the comedy writing is great. There's just the dialogue in that movie. Some of it's laugh out loud comedy. It's fucking oh, yeah, you know. It's gut busting. It, Every yeah, <laughs> there's not a single wasted second in this movie. They fill the spaces perfectly with with dialogue, and then even with the way that the the characters, uh, uh portray everything you know there, there's there's something in this movie that simon Pegg says like three times and if it, he, the only reason i know about it is because he says it three times and <laughs> it's something that's not even really funny but it's something i say in everyday life all the, the time dogs? now and uh <laughs> the, the what the dogs can look up yeah because <laughs> that comes up oh times. that is good yeah yeah no whenever I, it's mostly at the beginning uh he, he's talking to someone i i believe the first time he's talking to someone about flowers and they're just like uh she's like uh you know do you want the card to say this or do you want the card to say this and he's right. like uh the first one and he says that like three times in like three different scenarios. <laughs> and it's not even really funny, but it's right. it's just the fact that it happens so many times. And, it, it, you know, I, I just love how he plays it. 
and how it's written, you know, uh, the first one. It's not even funny, <laughs> but in this movie with these guys doing it, everything is gold. It's just all gold. I love it. Yeah, man. Yes, <laughs> it is. Yeah, fuck it. So, <laughs> uh, what, let me ask you: Did you think I was going to say Evil Dead Two is my number one? I I knew it was one or the other, but I also knew for a fact I was taking Shaun of the Dead. So it did because I, I two and three I, I could have interchanged. I, like I yeah. said, I made a list of five, and they're all pretty good. But th- like I said, when you mentioned this, there's no question number one was number one because it's yeah. the only movie that perfectly blends horror and comedy. So it would be a fucking disservice yes. for me. To not have this as my number one because that's my opinion. Did I think Mine you were going to pick Evil Dead Two? Uh, I knew it was one or the other. Yeah, no, I mean, like I said, when I made this list, the first two were super fucking easy: Return of the Living Dead, Shaun of the Dead, boom. Mm-hmm. Then the third one was tough, but never did I ever think of putting Evil Dead Two in that. I just I don't. You were a fan. I do like it. I'm a. I like the first one much better. Same here. Um, I'm, I'm more of a fan of the, uh, of the you know the scary you know the first one's scary the second one is comedic the third one is a adventure comedy or whatever I'm definitely more of a fan of the first one and the and the the horror aspect of it uh, so yeah when I was making this list Evil Dead Two didn't even pop into my mind I know it's a huge huge favorite uh, you know yeah. for people but. I think Shaun the Dead, if Shaun the Dead isn't on everyone's number one list for horror comedies, then you're wrong. <laughs> Listen, I hear you. Because, yes, because it, 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 there's so many good things about this movie. Mm-hmm. We can go on and on. It really is fucking tremendous. Mm-hmm. It, there's nothing you could say bad about it. There's not one bad element. Everything that goes into it fits perfectly. And it, it's funny, and it's gory, and it's just entertaining from start to finish. And, you know, Evil Dead 2, here's something funny. I saw Evil Dead 2 before I saw Evil Dead 1. Mm. And I saw Evil Dead 2, and I remember I was a kid, because it was one of the many that I rented in the 80s, and it was dropped. The videotape was there. It came out, Evil Dead 2, Dead by Dawn. Okay, let's get this. I was blown the fuck away. So mm-hmm. I saw I was like, wow, I've never seen anything like this. And I used to love it. Then, then that, of course, drew me to go seek out Evil Dead 1. Which at the time, for some reason, it wasn't available at the same stores where I rented. So if when I finally did see it, I saw Evil Dead 1, and I was like, holy fuck, now this. Because, you know, you see two kind of ripped on one. Not ripped on it, but you know what? I don't have to get into details. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah. Okay, a loose <laughs> fucking remake. And then I saw one, I'm like, oh, I go, they were trying to do something different, but it's the same movie, but this, this is fucking horror, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, exactly. So for that reason, you know, and that reason only... I've always held one on on a pedestal where so many people like two more than one, and I never really got it. But, you know, to each his own. And like I said, I did think of this movie, and I thought you would pick it, and I wasn't sure. And it was one of my, you know, it was one of the movies I did think of because I'm not going to besmirch it completely. It was, right. it's a fucking damn good movie. It's funny, oh, but the thing is, yeah. <laughs> I discovered as I'm watching these other movies, that how much it actually bit off of these other movies that came before it. And yeah, I hate to fucking say that. but yeah, That's crazy, all the connections with House that you were saying. I didn't even get that before. Yeah, the fucking the, the fish on the wall was the same thing except they used a deer and, and the hand choking the person that happened in Reanimator and Return of the Living Dead. And they both came before Evil Dead too. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. It's almost like they saw that and said, okay, let's do what we did and take a few of it. Not, you know, I don't want to shit on Evil Dead 2 because I, I fucking, I enjoy it. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I, it, it's not on the same level as one, but I own it. It's a Blu-ray that, of, of, of course, I, I own it and I will watch it from time to time. So, you know. Yeah, but, I actually yeah. own, <laughs> I own more copies of Evil Dead 2 than I do anything else. <laughs> oh, do you really? I think I have like three or four different. Yeah, between Blu-rays and DVDs, yeah. No shit. But Ar- what do you think about Army of Darkness? I like the first half. Uh, by the time the battle starts happening, I tune out. Uh, not that yep. it's bad, but the first half is definitely... Is, it, the first half has got so many funny elements in it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's definitely third in the series. Uh, they go oh, one, yeah. one, two, yeah. three for me, definitely. Yep, yep, same here. So um, let's. Uh, so that was our list. Shaun of the Dead, number one. Uh, oh yeah, big big fans. Let's talk about some of the others that didn't make the list. Like I said, I was trying to fill in that third slot, and a couple ones that popped up to me were uh, Gremlins one, uh, and uh, American Werewolf in London. Those two, I was kind of kind of grappling with. I was like, man. I'm I don't know if Gremlins is... Well, yeah, I would say Gremlins is horror. I mean, it's it's funny how um, Gremlins, it, it, it's kind of a kid's movie, but there's some crazy shit in it. And I think that movie started out originally as like a rated R kind of horror movie, and then somebody injected, you know, the, made made the Gremlins like funny and stuff like that and, and Snow White fans and all this shit. But there's crazy <laughs> stuff in that movie, dude. Oh, absolutely. You know, mm-hmm. here's a, here's something about Gremlins. I uh, Gremlins came out before the uh, PG thirteen was around. Oh and, yeah, okay. Yes, uh, and I remember going to the movies to see this, and I never seen this before or since. But I, I went I went to the movies to see it in its initial run, and they had signs that said, "Even though this movie is rated PG." There are many scenes in this movie that may be disturbing to young young viewers. You know, please, parents, be advised. They actually had disclaimers huh, no in the sure. theater as you're in line, like taped on the fucking, you know, on, you know, where you speak to the fucking, you know, to the people selling the tickets. Yeah. They actually had disclaimers for that movie. That eventually became, that eventually led to the reason the advocate advocation of PG thirteen. Huh, no shit. But I'll never forget that. I I only saw it at that time, and I was like, hmm. Of course, I didn't care. I was into it, but I mean, yeah. I'll never, I'll never forget that they had signs there that said that. Haven't seen it since because shortly after that, PG thirteen came out, and and there, there you have it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Gremlins is. Uh, I was thinking about it. I was thinking about movies like Gremlins. And movies like Ghostbusters, yeah, and if I can, uh-huh. if I consider them horror comedies or not, and the thing is, Ghostbusters is obviously a comedy first, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, with horrific, not even horrific, ghosts flying around, you know, whatever, not even very horrific elements, just kind of scary, like haunted mansion scary, I guess, right, you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not all that scary, but still, Gremlins was a little bit more like a. Like a monster movie, like mm-hmm. fucking, 
But I mean, I would compare it to, even though it's completely different, I would compare it to watching Godzilla. It's mm-hmm. not like, it's a monster movie. Granted, it's a bunch of little monsters doing some shit. But uh, when I sit there and say it's a horror comedy, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not so sure I would mm-hmm. consider it a horror. But then again, what do you really label it? It's tough to label because it is full of crazy shit. I mean, yeah. <laughs> there's some scary fucking things going on in Gremlins. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm, yeah, I saw it at a young age and I'm, and it's one of those movies that kind of transformed me, you know, to really like the horror genre, you know, because, uh, you know, because there's all those, there's crazy stuff in it. There's, they kill people in, in, in this movie, some very horrifically and stuff like that. <laughs> yes, they do. And then how about the how about when they fucking blow that one up in the microwave? That's pretty fucked yeah, up. That, yeah, exactly. You know? Uh, I, my daughter, she loves it. You know, she's seven years old. She fucking loves gremlins and gremlins too. Oh, shit. And huh. They don't scare her in the slightest. Yeah. No, she just thinks they're great. So That's I, the funny thing is I actually... I edit some of the cursing. There's a little bit of cursing going on in that movie. Not much, but I don't know. I, uh, How do you I like edit it? <laughs> I watch it with her. I know when it's coming up, I hit the mute button. Oh, really? Okay. I thought you maybe the... you put it on your computer and you go through and edit, oh, imagine that. edit yeah, scenes I out. And... Yeah. <laughs> I wish I had that talent. Yeah, fuck. Uh... <laughs> no, I just watch it with her and, and I hit the mute button. It's the same thing when... <laughs> This is funny. She loves the fucking House of a Thousand Corpses soundtrack. <laughs> as a child, as a baby, she grew up hearing it. And in the beginning of some of those Rob Zombie songs, there's little things where they have excerpts from the movie. And there's uh-huh. the part supposedly, shut your fucking mouth and all that shit, you know? Listen, you <laughs> Malibu middle-class Barbie piece of shit. They have that whole fucking speech before Little Piggy. And she loves that song, Little Piggy. Now, <laughs> when she's in the car with me, I have a little, I have the iPod, and I have, my daughter's name's Francesca, I have the Francesca playlist. And, and there's like four or five Rob Zombie songs from the soundtrack. So when those things come on, I do the same thing. As I'm driving, and the curse words come on, put my hand on the fucking volume, and lower it, so it's like, shut your mouth. And it goes back <laughs> I do that. Every fucking time my daughter hears any of that shit from fucking Rob Zombie. And, you know, I don't mind her seeing the violence that takes place in Gremlins and things like that. It doesn't really seem, you know, too horrific to me. So I don't bother. And she's afraid of blood anyway. So if, if there was any real blood, she just doesn't want to see it. That, yeah. That's her. She's afraid to see anything bloody. And that's fine with me. I, I don't want to push blood on her anyway. <laughs> no. You, know? you have to watch oh. this. You have to drink this blood. <laughs> Here we go. Yes, fucking blood. No, but uh, I just, you know, when it comes to language, I censor. You know. Yeah, that's good. It's, it's fucking as much of a potty mouth as I am on this show. I've said it before. Uh, nobody hears me curse. My daughter's heard me say "damn it" once in my life in seven years. And well, she still your daughter gave us a hell of a review on iTunes. I'll tell you that. <laughs> so I think she's listening. <laughs> nice, yeah. It won't be too long. It's fucking advanced as she is with the computer. She'll be on there. And she does know about Banana Laser. Oh, she's really? Never <laughs> she's never heard it, but she knows about it. She's, she sees something. Danny, take that picture. It's a banana. banana <laughs> laser. Oh, yeah, she talks about our shit. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> oh, that's good. I let her listen to like a minute. Like of the very first show when it first dropped, I'm like, "Listen, baby, it's Daddy." So I put it on. Of course, 
I can't let her listen to much because I'm cursing like a fucking sailor. So, yeah. you know, I go, there's daddy. Listen, it's banana laser. She listens to the intro. We see, we see this and this and, you know, then I lower it and then that's all she gets to hear. But she talks about it. It's quite funny. You know, that's good. Yeah. She's definitely going to seek that out here in a couple years. Oh yeah. She'll be on it. Yeah. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Wait, I talk about women. Oh yeah. 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 yeah she's going to seek out that fucking skeleton for your show. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Fuck. See? Uh, don't even let me think. Okay, about yeah, that. sorry. Moving on. So what <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, well, what were some of your other picks that uh, didn't make the list? Well, you did mention uh, A Miracle Werewolf in London. Yeah. And I did Great consider movie. Oh, I fucking might be my favorite werewolf movie, period. I just I don't consider it enough I, I don't think there's enough comedy in yeah. that movie. Mm-hmm. Constituted as a horror comedy. That's that's what I thought too. You know, so I didn't. There was a few that I didn't think. Some people consider that it, the, the it has horror. more lightheartedness. I, you know, in in the non horror scenes, it, it's it's mostly between the banter between him and his friend slash zombie yes. friend and stuff like that. You know, it's just kind of lighthearted and stuff. But yeah, yes, it's only that. You're right, and it is just between them two. And yeah, and that was one of them. And of course, Evil Dead Two, which we we've already discussed. Yeah. That was an obvious thing, and I, I, I may have put that as a three at one point. I was just waiting to see what you were going to pick. I had my list and and what have you. I like all these movies. Uh, what else? I said Evil Dead. I said uh, American World. You know, there's another movie. Uh, there's a couple movies. One's called Street Trash, and one is called Brain Damage. Have you seen either of them? Um, I no, I have Street Trash. I bought it. Oh, um, really? Yeah, oh, and I haven't sat down and watched it. I've seen clips of it, and it looks fucking crazy. Uh, oh, it's fun. But I haven't sat down and watched it yet. Yeah. Oh, Street Trash is a fun fucking movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, and, it's have a few drinks and fuck, kick back and watch it. I mean, there's some shit in there, and it, it, it some of it gets out of hand. But it's just not, you know, it's not as good a film right. as mm-hmm. others. It, it, it's, it's, I, I would have sworn it was a trauma film. But it's yeah, not. yeah, it definitely has that look and feel about it. Yes, mm. it does, and it even has some of the actors from some of the trauma movies in it. Mm, okay. So they are good, they are entertaining, but I, I can only take them so serious. You know, I can't say that it's a top three all the time. They would really have to wow me to say that. You know, and but Street Trash, yeah, there's a lot going on in that movie, and uh, check that one out. And uh, now Brain Damage is a little bit like Basket Case. I was going to say is. Done yeah. by the same guy, isn't it? Yes. Okay. Have you seen Basket Case? Then I assume. Mm, no. <laughs> really? Oh, I've, I've wow. seen I've seen clips of it. I've seen scenes and stuff like that, but I've never sat down and just watched the the whole thing. No. Oh shit! Give it a try. Yeah. Give that a try. Give Brain Damage a try. Brain Damage. I don't know how easy it is to to uh to acquire. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, you know they probably have it on Netflix. How much? I I I have a copy here. So I have that, but uh, um, not a lot of people know about it, Brain Damage. But uh, it's funny. It, it, <laughs> the, the character itself is funny. There's this little thing. It's called Elmer. or Not even Elmer. Aylmer. A-L-Y-M-E-R. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. And it's this thing, and it talks, and it has this voice. Hello. I'm Elmer. Now, why don't you go? <laughs> Long story short, it, 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 whoever controls Elmer he basically injects something in their brain that gets them high, like a real high, and they feel fucking terrific. But he fucking needs blood to feed, 
So mm. he makes you, while you're high, go out and kill. Oh, okay. That's good. Yeah. It's a, it's a pretty good concept. Yeah. But um, <laughs> some of it's, it's just played off so silly because of the way this fucking thing looks. It almost looks like fucking Mr. Hanky or something, you know? <laughs> I, I remember the trailer way back when, and I really wanted to watch it as a kid uh, after seeing the trailer, but I just never got around to it. Uh, I honestly, I basket case is cool, but I prefer brain damage and street trash to it. But uh, mm-hmm. basket case is a little, uh, a little freaky. So the humor in that is more black humor. It's not. I don't know. It's hard to explain. Uh, the other two movies I spoke, street trash and brain damage, are a little more to me a little more lighthearted and enjoyable. Where brain, where basket case has a little bit more of a, I don't know a scarier freak show feel to it, I guess. I don't know. It just rubs me a different way. And I, I like them all, but, you know, those are the movies that, that almost made the cut, but they're just not as good of movies as mm-hmm. as the three that I picked, the three you picked, except Evil Dead 2. Evil Dead 2 is, is a good movie. Yep, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, the other ones are a, a cut below, but but definitely enjoyable. Yeah, I think um, I will get some flack for picking the Burbs uh, because that really isn't know. isn't a horror movie. Uh, you know, what's it's definitely just a comedy, uh, and it just has some themes, you know, that would be considered uh, horror if anything. Uh, but yeah, that's definitely. But I mean, it's just it's a stylized comedy, and I, to me, it fits. So. You know who knows? <laughs> they don't like it too fucking bad. Yeah, okay. exactly. It's my fucking show. It's our fucking show. That's you want right. your own show? You fucking start your own show. Fuck you. <laughs> That's right. Goddamn, we'll get you whacked. You know <laughs> <laughs> what? What is that like? Four? T- I was thinking about that the other day. I was like, man, every time Dave says whacked, an angel gets its wings. You know, it's fucking. <laughs> it's so awesome. <laughs> I confess, I said whack that time on purpose. I played it out. <laughs> I hadn't said it in a while. I said, I got to find a way to say whack one more time. So <laughs> that one was planned. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> so at least somebody, if they're watching it, they played the game. Watching it. If they're listening to it, they played the game. They had four drinks, so. Uh, well, it depends on know. how drunk they are. They might be watching it. Fuck, you know. Well, hey. <laughs> Jesus. Well, I've had four drinks too, so they'll be right along with me. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Perfect. Yep. All right. Well, um, that that pretty much wraps it up. Uh, our unholy trinity of horror comedies, and uh, this was a blast walking through all these movies and talking about them. Um, so, with that, guys, we are going to get out of here. See you the fuck later. Later, lasers. <laughs>